This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 329, The Danger of Future Predictions. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey guys, what is even better than a five-star review on this podcast? Well, it's actually sharing it with a friend. More people find podcasts because friends recommend it than any other way. So hit that share button in your podcast app and send this episode to a friend right now. Let us know you did, and we'll send you a copy of our favorite book, Free of Charge. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode. I want to take us back in time, way back, uh, when Montezuma II reigned as the ninth emperor of the Aztec Empire, way back in 1502. Now, he met the Spanish conquistador later in his reign in the early 16th century in 1519. This was Hernán Cortés. Uh, the Spanish conquistador who came to the area of the Aztec Empire in 1519. Now, Montezuma was troubled, very troubled by the arrival of this strange man and, and his crew from across the sea. He had heard of their exploits in other lands and now and how they had conquered and plundered with horses, guns, and steel. He wondered if they might be gods who had promised they'd return one day. He wondered if maybe they were allies or enemies saviors or destroyers. He decided to consult the soothsayers, the wise men who could see the future, interpreting the will of the gods. He gathered them in his palace, asked them to perform rituals and divinations. Montezuma wanted to know what the gods had in store for him and his people, and how he should deal with these strange newcomers. The soothsayers used various methods to access these hidden realms of reality and to predict the future. Some of them ate sacred mushrooms that induced visions. They saw images of fire and blood and death. They saw the men as demons, monsters, who would bring doom and destruction to the Aztec Empire. So they warned Montezuma to resist and fight them at all costs. Others gazed into rock mirrors made of obsidian, the black volcanic glass that was prized for its sharpness. They saw reflections of themselves, of the world around them, but also glimpses of other times and places. They saw the invading men as gods, angels who would bring peace, prosperity to the Aztec Empire. So they advised Montezuma to welcome them, honor them as guests. Still others used the head of a bird. Others plucked out feathers and examined the signs of a skull and symbols. Others looked for songs and clues and the messages of the birds that were singing. They saw the white men both as friends and foes, both good and evil to the Aztec Empire. To Montezuma and his soothsayers, these medieval rituals were a particular science. They believed that everything in the universe was connected by a cosmic order that could be revealed by signs and omens. And they truly believed with all their heart and their minds that they had, and they even had a whole expert class trained. Can you imagine going to school to learn these, these omen sign readings and more? Fully convinced that their predictions would be accurate. They trusted their methods and their results even when they contradicted each other. So Montezuma was confused by all the conflicting advice he received from his soothsayers. He didn't know who to believe or what to do. 
So he decided to follow his own instincts, trying to balance between appeasement and and resistance, between hospitality, hostility, between friendship and enmity. He hoped that this would please the gods and somehow protect his people. What Montezuma did not realize was that this choice would ultimately lead to his downfall. However, this encounter led to the downfall of the Aztec Empire as Cortes and his forces, with the help of local allies, eventually overthrew Montezuma's rule, capturing him in 1520, and that marked the beginning of the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire. And Montezuma, consequently, he died in Spanish captivity in 1520. Now, fast forward a long time to the end of the 1980s. Video games like Donkey Kong, Space Invaders were on the minds of Young teenagers, myself included, Knight Rider, Cosby Show was on the airwaves, Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna were all rocking the music stages across the world at that time. And sure, the Soviet Union was definitely on the decline, but nobody at that time in the late 1980s would have said, oh, definitely, the Berlin Wall is definitely coming down in 1989. Now, that was a really tough prediction, even just a few years before it actually happened. It's that risk in predicting the future that I want to spend some time talking about today. Ultimately, no one can predict anything. No one can accurately forecast exactly what will happen and when it will happen. So the idea of mitigating risks, predicting, for example, the dollar value of in December of 2024, or the nation's debt situation in 2025, or whether China will invade Taiwan next year, or whatever specific event is nearly impossible to predict, right? So we can't focus on one single macroeconomic event. If you have a very specific vision of a particular thing happening in the future, I suppose you could take a pretty speculative stance on that. You could form an opinion, have a position in your portfolio. You could say, hey, I believe the dollar is going to decline by September of 2025. And that's fine, I guess. You can short the dollar. You could short the dollar index and so on. If you think there's going to be oil shortages in the summer of 2024, you could develop that viewpoint and take a speculative position. And there are plenty of things you can do in such scenarios to profit from that, if you're right. However, it's generally a risky idea to devote all of your money, energy, portfolio, livelihood, your life's dedication to an extremely narrow thesis like This event is definitely going to happen on this date, so I need to do X, Y, and Z. Now, there are several reasons why this is risky. I think it's pretty clear why, but let's talk about it. First of all, timing. Predicting the timing of future events is incredibly challenging. You might be right in your prediction, but you might be wrong about the timing. And timing can be devastating. Let me think back to Michael Burry. You guys probably remember him from the movie The Big Short. He shorted the housing market in the early 2000s, and he made a fortune, but he had a very specific theory about a major bank's owning mortgage-backed securities, collateralized debt obligations, and the like. So he did and conducted extensive research, and he came to a very specific conclusion that the housing market was overvalued in the early 2000s. Remember, this is back when everyone thought houses only ever went up. So however, he almost went bankrupt because he made very specific bets on timing, narrowly timing that market and on this very specific thesis of the market housing market crashing. But the housing bubble lasted way longer than he expected. 
So he was right about what would happen, but he was wrong about the timing. And he nearly went broke. He had to suspend redemptions in his fund. He was facing threats of lawsuits and lots of other problems. So Michael took a massive risk with other people's money, including his own, and he betted everything on his prediction of this singular event. Now, he was right about the event, but he was wrong about the timing, and he almost lost everything. Now, there are other stories where people didn't have such a happy ending like Michael Burry did. Most people, you've never heard their names because they don't make it into the big movie headlines. So, for example, some individuals bet everything on a specific outcome, and they got it wrong, and they lost everything. This is why bankruptcy courts are full, right? Here's another reason why predicting can be dangerous. For example, if you believe a specific something will happen in 10 years, and you allocate all your portfolio to get ready for that event, then you've had nine years of missed opportunities. And that can be a significant issue because time is our most valuable asset. So anything can happen within that 10-year period to change your predictions over time. You might even change your own mind in the nine years that you're waiting for the specific financial situation to come to pass, raising interest rates, lowering interest rates, that sort of thing. Now, there's even a third reason to be cautious about all this, putting all your eggs in one prediction basket. Let me give you an example. There are certain groups out there that are deeply concerned about running out of food or farmland in the future. So for example, some folks are worried, and there's been a lot of talk about potential food scarcity or apocalyptic predictions regarding the end of global food production, famine, starvation. So this is a very specific risk that some believe would come to pass by the end of 2022, last year. And of course, that's already come and gone, and there's still plenty of food around. Now, people have become genuinely alarmed and even feel compelled to devote all their energy to addressing this one particular risk. They adopt a bunker mentality. They move to a secluded place. They work the land and essentially they isolate themselves from the rest of the world. They're focusing all of their life's energy and money and attention on taking care of this one specific risk. Now, it's important to remember that everything in life is characterized by ignorance, uncertainty, almost anything is a possibility. we got to be certainly humble enough to admit. We've certainly learned in the past, over the last few years especially, that things can happen that we did not expect. There's nothing that's entirely off the table when it comes to the future. Anyone who says, confidently says, hey, you know what, that is impossible. That course of events will never happen. They don't truly understand the complexity of this grand world that we're all living in. Everything can absolutely happen, including a global food production starvation event. And you know, certainly we need to be aware of that. So this idea like a global food production crisis, is it's not a non-zero risk, and it's undoubtedly a high-impact risk. So if you're someone who dedicates all their time and energy to preparing for this very particular scenario you're banking on a very low probability event. Now, if you happen to be right and global food production grinds to a halt while everyone else is starving, you might feel like you won. You might be nibbling on pretzels and Twinkies. However, the likelihood of that scenario playing out is, gotta be honest, quite low. And you'd end up with a significant opportunity cost if it didn't happen. You'd have put all your money into that bunker when it could have gone into other assets that would have maybe generated some income for you and that sort of thing. So this is dangerous, I think, for two big reasons. First of all, 
does the opportunity cost of your time? And secondly, it can totally mess with your mindset too. So when you become excessively fixated on the idea that a catastrophic event might happen and you channel all your energy into addressing that one issue, you might actually start hoping that the bad thing will actually occur. Hoping, right? Otherwise, what was the last few years of your life all about? You spent all this money, attention, over the last, let's say, five years focusing on mitigating one specific risk, you might subconsciously wish that it would happen just to validate all that time you'd spent on it. This tendency, this phenomenon is sometimes referred to as confirmation bias. And honestly, it can be a significant obstacle to your financial success. And you got to be ready for it. Instead of radically altering your life, uprooting your family, making extreme decisions, there may be some alternative approaches. We can start, let's say, by just cultivating a garden in your backyard, stock up on maybe some non-perishables in your basement, or even owning some land in a foreign country to, to possibly diversify where you could live. So these are more gradual steps that don't carry the same high cost, both emotionally and even financially. There's always better ways to handle you know, such extreme situations like this. So what am I getting at? The core concept here is to have a backup plan for addressing major trends rather than trying to pinpoint specific events and timing, which is almost always impossible. So let me say it again, focus on broader trends that are easier to understand, whether it's a country or society or government on an upward trajectory or a downward trajectory. That's far simpler to follow than trying to predict where the 10-year treasury yield is, is going to be in 2030, which is basically impossible to predict. So once you assess the trend, you can start taking mitigating actions that make sense, regardless of what may or may not happen in the future. So we frequently discuss these concepts. We provide examples in our podcast and our content. Now, the beauty of tracking trends is that there's really no downside to adopting strategies that make sense, regardless of a particular future outcome. So for example, there's no downside to legally leveraging aspects of the tax code to reduce your annual tax burden. Yeah, the tax code is extensive. There's likely a provision that you can utilize or take advantage of among the thousands of lines of tax code that it contains. So there's no harm in exploring and researching tax strategies. There's no harm in safeguarding yourself against frivolous lawsuits. That's a worthwhile use of your time and energy. So find more affordable, high-quality medical care. That's a great idea. If it's in your hometown, great. If it's not, that's fine, but just researching those options. Or what about having some non-perishable food on hand? Not a bad deal, right? Primarily because we can't predict when there might be a food shortage or the next toilet paper run like we had in 2020. So even having some non-perishable food on hand in the basement is not a bad idea either. Primarily because we don't know when that food shortage might occur and food can sometimes go bad, right? So what about investing in a dividend-paying whole life insurance contract? That's built on the strength of the written word civilization itself. That's a strategic move working on the trends of the contract. With a bank on yourself type whole life policy, your wealth is growing predictably every year. Even if the dollar were to disappear, the contract would persist as long as civilization stands. So for more information on this concept, go back to episode 307 titled, What If the Dollar Disappears? I think you'll like it. So I encourage you guys to think about the bigger picture trends, whether they're on the decline or the rise, consider how you can mitigate 
risks through the trends that you're seeing in the overall world economy. Make sense of your own situation, regardless of the particular future outcomes. And remember that attempting to predict the future is close to impossible. So we're always going to have experts with their opinion. People are still trying to play soothsayers. They may not have dice to roll or examining entrails or obsidian mirrors or anything, but there's always going to be experts with their opinions. And it's easy, so easy to be influenced by them as if they somehow know the future. This seems to be the situation for our entire species at the moment. If you look across the globe, this is certainly happening where people are falling prey to the infotainers the you know the deemed experts the ruling class and it may or may not be that they have a picture a clear picture of the future either now sailors from long ago back in the age of exploration they really learned about the areas in the sea where winds converge and this causes a boat to just stop when it's a sailboat it causes the boat to get stuck they got to know the winds they recognized where parts of the ocean could really trap them. Meteorologists call these areas intertropical convergence zones, but they're more commonly known as the doldrums. Now, the doldrums are a situation where sailors find themselves going nowhere, stuck under the sun, running out of food, supplies, dwindling morale and motivation. So this is precisely what it means to be trapped in the doldrums. It almost feels like our entire world is in a similar predicament right now. So we're neither progressing nor regressing, as if we're in we're stuck in some sort of standstill. As I look back on 2023, it wasn't a terrible year. It wasn't a fantastic year. There were wars, inflation, other issues, but you know we're still breathing. We're still kicking. However, it felt like everyone was bracing for some terrible catastrophe because we kept hearing about it in the news, in the media. The constant predictions of recession and doom had everybody on edge. We weren't moving forward because there was so much uncertainty with war, inflation lurking. It just sucked the morale right out of people. But we were also weren't regressing. We were just in a state of limbo. We were waiting for the other shoe to drop. So honestly, it's quite exasperating. It's like being stuck in the doldrums. So things are going well when you have the wind in your sails. That's fantastic. It's smooth sailing, everyone's happy, positive, making money, employment is high, wages are rising, businesses are thriving, and the markets are doing great. That's the easy part. But ironically, even during somewhat negative events happening in the world today, it's easier because at least you know you're, what you're dealing with. It's the uncertainty that really gets to a lot of us. As human beings, we want that certainty. It's the uncertainty that's the real challenge to deal with. It's like waiting for a medical test result after a cancer screening. The most challenging part is the waiting. We want that certainty. And right now, we seem to be dealing with a tremendous amount of uncertainty. Everyone's telling us something's going to happen. Something might not happen. Frankly, talk of recession is everywhere. It's almost like it's already occurred. Who knows? This is where we are right now. We're just stuck in that waiting period. We're not progressing. We're not regressing. We're just waiting to have that feeling of, Certainty again. This waiting and uncertainty can have a big impact on people's decisions, behavior, patterns of thought, and of course the media. It can become even sometimes a self-fulfilling prophecy if we keep um, pushing on a certain idea. Sometimes mainstream media pushes the experts out with one-word predictions like, hey, Mr. Expert, is the stock market going to be higher or lower a year from now? People tend to follow these experts 
even if it's just a one word on the TV screen, they may hesitate to invest, even if it's a great company, just because the TV expert had their opinion. The truth is, these experts could all be wrong, and it could all change in a flash. We've seen that over the past few years, political, economic, technological shifts happening. Anything is possible. And with all of the uncertainty, as I just described it, it's absolutely reassuring to know that with all of our clients at Lake Growth Financial Services in the coming year, their policies on a contractual basis, on a contractual basis, will have a higher net worth then than they do today. Not a single person who is a client of ours and have their money in their contracts with their whole life policies or fixed index annuities will experience a downturn due to some market force. All right, so the promise of a new year, no matter when you're listening to this, is that anything is possible. So don't lose hope. I can promise you guys one thing. The experts will be wrong because nobody can predict the future. Niels Bohr said it best. Prediction is very difficult, especially when it involves the future. So no one knows the future, not the experts on CNN Money or Fox Business, certainly not your local financial advisor, your buddy at the barbecue telling you which stocks to pick. So many great things are happening in the world. Abundant opportunities, technological advancements are happening. We're going to see that continue in the next coming year. So when someone tells you that they know exactly what the stock market will do, don't let them make decisions for you. Sometimes the experts are entirely wrong. Don't let the expert class control your mind or influence your decisions. Here's the good news. You are completely in charge of yourself. And that's why the bank on yourself philosophy makes so much sense. So as we approach the new year, I believe it's time to get excited. Start setting new goals. The possibilities are endless. There's an abundance of opportunities. But remember, while it's essential to plan for your future to set your goals, it's equally vital not to hang your hat on specific predictions or outcomes in the market or the global economy. See, the truth is we cannot foresee everything the future holds and as we've learned from the last few years, the world is full of surprises. However, we can change our mindset, our approach to challenges, our determination to adapt and to thrive no matter what comes our way. That's what we can do best. So let's embrace the new year with hope, optimism, focusing on things we can influence and the goals we can achieve. Let's stay flexible. Keep learning. Remember that it's our resilience, our determination that's actually going to lead us to success. So with the right attitude, there's no limit to what you can achieve, what you can achieve in the coming year. So as we start the new year, here's to a bright and promising future. Thank you everyone for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.